Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this is After 9 with Scott and Kat. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We always appreciate you. Happy motherfucking Friday. Happy motherfucking Friday. You ever heard of a party bagel? Never heard of a party bagel. No. This is why it's all in the marketing. You can take a simple run-of-the-mill thing and dress it up with a cool name and make it something that everybody wants. Party bagels are new. They just went on sale. They are from Einstein Bagels. Party bagels are donuts. <laughs> Come pick up a box of party Stop. bagels for the office. Stop. It's a donut. Fucking Stop. donut. Stop. No, they're two different things. Stop doing. Who's doing? Who's doing? Stop it. Einstein bagels. <laughs> very popular chain. I. You know, what? why? Why? Is there, are less people buying it? Why do you need to do this? Why do you feel you need to do this? Is what because I maybe ask. you don't feel like a bagel, but a party bagel. Oh, I could pick up some party bagels for the office. Maybe it's a little more socially acceptable. Some people are on a diet and they think you're an asshole when you walk in with a so, dozen donuts. Socially acceptable party is the least socially acceptable thing of 2020. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't disagree with you. But they're available if okay. you want. If you're near an All Einstein's right. Einstein bagels. Uh, happy Friday. Do you have plans this weekend? You know what? I have a couple of little, little things to do tomorrow. Oh, I'm crossing my fingers. Tomorrow. I know. Okay. I know it's October. Everybody relax here. But we have our Christmas photos. for. Well, Christmas. we are 11 weeks away as you of know, today. You know, and that's the thing. And uh, I'll give a thank you to Hula Hoop Photography for squeezing me in the Christmas schedule this year because they're taking less people. And so we managed to get in on that. So I'm just hoping the weather should be good enough. Tomorrow, but they've this poor lady who who does the photography um, has to decorate her house. So she's got this beautiful like log cabin style home, perfect for Christmas photos. She usually takes photos inside and out, but this year because of COVID, less people and also outside only shots. That's all well and good, but she decorates her house to the nines. And she said she's got new neighbors that have no idea what she does for a living, and she's got. I mean, she's got everything, right? She's got Christmas trees and Santa and a light display and. It looks like, the, the, you know, the outside of Hudson's Bay when you yeah. go to the mall? That's exactly what the, the photo looks like. So anyway, we're going there to do that tomorrow. That's really the only thing I have to do this weekend. Huh. You ever screw up at work when you were serving? Did you ever give somebody something that they didn't order and maybe it was something valuable? Um, I'm sh- oh, I've screwed up lots of times. Little things, like nothing that pops into my head as, wow, I had one really bad situation. Restaurant in New York City was serving a couple of bottle of wine. They ordered a bottle that was $18. I'd like to know what bottle of wine you get for $18 in a restaurant, because I imagine it's probably not very good. Nope. But nonetheless, they ordered an $18 bottle of wine. Server screwed up and grabbed them a $2,000 bottle of Chateau Mouton Rothschild. Hell yeah! It is the restaurant's most expensive red. $2,000 a bottle. Simple mistake. This is human error. 
the server just grabbed the wrong one. Whose fault is this? The restaurants for not locking it away, making it explicitly labeled, or the server for not paying attention? And should the customer have to pay any extra than the $18 bottle they ordered? I'd like to know how overwhelmed the server was at the time. See, this is not a black and white thing for me. I need to know the situation, how many tables they were at. Maybe there should have been more servers uh, that were on the floor to help out this server. You know, I think of it from that perspective, too, because that could happen if you know nothing about wine. And yes, you take your smart serve to serve. So one would argue you should know this information. But... First of all, one doesn't usually know a good bottle of wine. There's some fancy-looking bottles that are super cheap. And then there's some cheap-looking bottles that are very expensive. And some end up tasting like foot anyway. So <laughs> it's, it's really all a mixed bag of what you're going to get. I don't, I don't, I think that the restaurant should take the hit on this just because stuff like that happens. And it sucks. Um, Dave Blizzard is joining us uh, on the podcast. So I want to get his thoughts on this. Uh, let me just say first... Um, I don't think I could tell the difference between an $18 bottle and a $2,000 bottle of See? wine as a, a lot taster. Of people can't. Can, you think you can? No. So, a case in point, I was at a restaurant recently. It's an Italian restaurant in Milton. It's uh, uh, Eastside Mario's. It's, <laughs> it's authentic Italian. That's right. Hey, Ned's. A, that's the only thing. one I know. Ned's. Is it Ned's? No, that's not Italian. That's uh, that's a British pub. Shut up. No, it's uh, Tony Spaducci's is what it's called. So I went is. there. Of course it is. It's true. It is. So I ordered this bottle of red for my girlfriend and I, and it was just a cheapy little bottle. I just wanted some like house wine, but I wanted a whole bottle, not a whole glass. And their wine prices are very reasonable. So I got this $26 bottle of red. It tasted like a fantastic Merlot. And I'm like, how the hell can they sell this for $26? This is a good bottle of wine. Then, sure enough, I looked it up on the Vivino app. It turns out it's one of the lowest-rated bottles of wine in the world. That $26 bottle of wine should have sold for about $7. It's an Australian Merlot that tasted great to me, Hmm. but this is why we all have different tastes. That's exactly it, right? I've opened bottles before, and I'm like, I'm I'm going to the vintages section. I'm going deep, right? I'm finding this one looks good. It's expensive. I'm celebrating something. And I open Uh it, and it smells like fish meets... It's just not good. It's just not good. So that's what a scam. The whole thing's a scam. That said, Why? though, You're right. That said, the restaurant did spend the money on the bottle, and then the, now the bottle's gone. But again, I'm going to stick with uh, the restaurants. Just got to take the hit, and yeah, they should be locking up their their expensive shit. Would you Dave, put your good underwear beside your you know awful granny panty underwear no, in the same drawer? Would you no. Would you be doing that? So why would you put the good wine beside the bad wine? Let's you know let's talk about it that way. Wait a second. Are you telling me your underwear drawer is sorted? You have your shitty underwear next to your good underwear? You know what's so funny? As I just organized my underwear drawer yesterday, and he has a great point because all the good stuff is in one spot and all the stuff that's like, eh, I don't care. Yeah, you don't mix it all around. And also, can you please refrain from calling it shitty underwear? No, I don't mean (laughs) That stuff doesn't go in the drawer. It's very misleading. It goes in the garbage. Speaking of wine, what do you do for fun, Dave? Because you're vegan and you don't drink. (laughs) What do I do for fun? Like, how do you, like, take some... Tell us more. Yeah, how how do you de-stress at the end of a long week? Like, it's not like you're going to go home and crack open a two-four or something like that or a couple bottles of wine. Honestly, my relaxing has just become just that. I've really learned to embrace sitting down and just just chilling. I'll tell you what Dave does. Uh Uh-oh, here we go. Dave watches really shitty reality TV shows. Oh, don't even. Sorry, but it's true. Why would you get me going? What did you watch? Listen to this, Scott. You want the rant? 
You want the ranch? I want yeah. the whole thing that you uh, gave me yesterday. Go. Okay, so here it is. I do not like the 90 Day Fiance shows. <laughs> My wife does. Uh-huh. And I have sat down and watched it to be a, a good guy. We don't ever tell each other that we have to watch this and we have to do that or anything like that. But I got sucked into the, okay, let's, let's just watch an episode here and there. So this is the racket that they have created with this 90 Day Fiance thing. You've got... 90 day fiance you've got before the 90 days you've got 90 days the other way where people go and live in other countries to marry the people that they've met online or at a club or whatever it was when they're on vacation uh and then you get <laughs> we the, were at the discotheque and fell in love exactly right yeah the, the bartender looked at me nice yeah yeah, yeah he, i'm sure he did he looked at a lot of people nice that night uh, he was looking to see who's gonna get him citizenship <laughs> right and I, that, hey that comes up on the show constantly so anyhow uh to continue with the 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 inception style level of this kind of programming, they not only have all of these shows and I know I'm forgetting some of them, but they also have 90 day pillow talk, which is people watching the show. So you've not only watched the show, you're now watching other people watch the show. And then there's tell all specials and everyone gets together and they talk about the show. And then on top of that, there's a pillow talk show for the get together and the, uh, the tell all show. So now I'm watching a show that I've already watched. Now I'm watching people talk about the show they were on while other people watch the show that I have already watched. Now I'm watching all these people do it for like the fifth time. It is insane. And then on top of it all, they have a recap season where the people who were on the show watch the pillow talk people who watch them on tv i can't my mind's blown this is ridiculous and they read tweets and they read uh, you know facebook messages or watch tiktoks that have been created about the show i'm sure you've seen the guy with no neck the big head right i'm sure you've seen <laughs> yeah, that. yeah yeah i've seen that. i know i know what you're talking about isn't it yeah, amazing yeah. i just said the guy with no neck and you knew exactly yeah, what i, I was talking, talking about? about yeah so anyway this guy's become this viral sensation and and people seem to love him uh a weird guy just a, just a weird dude but anyhow like five different times I've watched this guy's show because of all the other add-on shows. It's bananas. And then now there's uh, follow-ups to the Pillow Talk people. So one of the Pillow Talk people got their own spinoff show. Oh, come on. So they have managed to take one show and create like 16 years worth of content. Isn't that insane? To put on TLC. But good for them. Like TLC, they're the masters of doing that kind of stuff. They'll manage to do it with every show. Every single drop of blood that they can get out of that stone, they are going to get it. And good for them for mining their content and doing as much as they can to get it out there. But it is outlandish. And I'm watching this show and the whole time I'm steaming because I'm like, I don't care about any of these people. I don't care what happens to any of them. Why am I doing this? I'll tell you why. Because I got married. (laughs) That's why I'm (laughs) doing it. (laughs) Yeah, right? I'm like, now I'm second guessing the whole thing. I'm like, is it too late to to annul this whole thing or what? It's our show, honey, though. That's the thing that we watch together. It's not our show. It's never going to be our show. (laughs) You know what your show should be? The Bills versus the Jets on Sunday. But I don't think that's going to happen either. Well, I wish it could be. But you see, this is is the thing. I'm on the polar opposite side of things and i I talk a a big game on this but i also watch wrestling Uh you know i'm gonna sit and make her watch monday night raw with me (laughs) you know and i won't judge you because it's like that i watch all the shitty reality shows under the book i've been watching the bachelorette i do big brother too which the finale is coming up next week so they they all suck in their own ways but DLC really manages, you're right, to just squeeze. It's amazing. And, and new stuff every time. I mean, we just talked about that that one about the mama's boy yesterday. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah, that new one, right? Yeah. Where the, the sons are too close to the mothers? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, 
Oh, here we go. I watched uh, Smothered, which of was... Of course you did. It, it, again, yeah. It was on after the 90 day. It relaxes I, him, Scott. You've got booze. He's it, got this. Leave him alone. Here's the thing. It doesn't. It gets me riled up. Every time I watch it, I'm like, oh, how are these people like functioning? And what gets me angry is that... I feel like there's a real level of exploitation of people with mental health issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like these these people with these insane insecurities and inabilities to, um, you know, make rational decisions. They ha- their support system around them is is often null and void. So I'm watching this and I feel like I'm watching somebody who needs help and they're not getting it. They're just they're just on a yeah. TV show. So I watch it and I feel sad, like smothered. They've got these, this, this one mother who's uh, watching as her daughter gives birth to a baby, and then she doesn't want to leave her side because she thinks that the baby's going to die, and, and she needs her help and all of this stuff. And I'm like, that's a serious problem. That's not just people who are too attached to each other. That's the, there's an issue there that needs oh, to be yeah. dealt with. Um, but every other one, like there, there was one, uh, one set of mother-daughter who showered together. And, oh, it just makes Stop. me feel close to her. And I'm like... You're not supposed to be that close. Oh, that's <laughs> like, too close. There is such thing as too close, isn't there? There is absolutely a thing as too close, and that is what I would define as too close. And there's a lot of that. And yeah. this show is, it, I feel like it's pretty exploitative. And yeah. now this this Mama's Boy one, I think, is going to be kind of the same thing. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm really... I'm really dreading that I'm going to have to watch it now. You're going to be, oh yeah, you let us know how it is, won't you, Dave? Uh, I'll have to come in on Monday and give you the full, you, you, full rundown. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so mad at that I have to watch this. Uh, <laughs> I do want to talk quickly about the debate, and we will coming up in a second. But first, uh, Dave, what's your take on Rudy Giuliani? Was he tucking his shirt in, or was he waiting to get it on with a young girl? I'm tucking my shirt in. I assure you, that's all I was doing. This is a hit job. So I watched Borat 2 last night. Oh, you good. did it. Perfect. Yeah. You know, and it was a total stumble into it. So I was going to watch the first Borat on Amazon Prime just to, you know, again, I hadn't seen it in such a, a long time that I wanted to watch it again and get into the Borat mood. And then as I'm looking at the, the tiles, it's got Borat, Borat. And then right beside it, it was Borat 2. And I went, oh, it must be a trailer or something. So I clicked on it and it was the whole thing. And this was about mm, five after nine. And then I found out by going online that actually the movie was released three hours early. And they released it at the exact same time that the presidential debate started. Perfect. So I was like, of course he did. So I ended up watching Borat 2 last night uh, and then watched the debate afterwards. Um, The Giuliani scene, without ruining it for anybody that wants to see it in the movie, it's not a good look for him at all. At all. Um, There are some things that are claimed now uh, outside of it um, that... I, I don't necessarily agree with. I'll, I'll say this: it doesn't it doesn't spoil anything. But the the story now is that he was willing to accept sexual favors from a fifteen year old, right? Because the girl in the movie is fifteen. Mm-hmm. That part never comes up, right. so her age is not really relevant and to in what's real happening. Life, the actress is twenty four, so that's not even a thing. She's right, twenty four year old actress. So if I'm going to defend it at all, and I'm really not trying to, but I uh, I don't think that her being a quote-unquote 15-year-old ever came up in the discussion. So that's a little bit misleading. Um, However, still what you see is exactly what you get. That's what I figured. Because who lays down on a hotel bed to try to tuck back their shirt in? Do you ever lay down on the bed to tuck in your shirt? Is that the only way to do it? Only when I weighed about 90 pounds more than I do now. (laughs) (laughs) I have to lay down to get the tuck going. Yeah. Okay, but do you think he was set up... Like, do you well, think they tried to get him oh, into this compromise? 100%. 100% he was set up, but he also fell for it. And he right. also was going to go through that. There's no doubt in my mind that uh, had she continued to, 
you know, get playful with him. He was going for it. And how do you want to defend that? This is a married guy. Um, you know, he is a married guy. And a powerful guy. Uh, you know, it's a bad look. At the absolute least, it's a really, really bad mm-hmm. look for mm-hmm. Rudy Giuliani. And I mean, I, I said this, I made a joke about it on Twitter the other night. It, it, somebody said, like, can you believe that this guy was once America's mayor? And I said, the way, if you're going to try to compare Rudy Giuliani in 2020 to the Rudy Giuliani of 2001, it's like microwaving week old pizza. Because here's what happens. It, it was once great, but this is probably going to give you a disease now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so don't eat the, don't eat the week yeah. old pizza. Oh, something happened there. Something's happening there. He, there sure. is something. I don't know what happened to him, but I mean, you go back and watch the clips of how he spoke in press conferences when he was the mayor of New York and all the things that he was doing and people mm-hmm. were just, he, he was a uniter and a rallier and everybody was, a, was in love with this guy and thought this guy's, a, this guy's a future president. Yeah. And then I don't know what happened if he was like dropped in like a vat of ooze or something, but <laughs> it is, it's, he's not the same guy. I, I, there, I mean, do you think he's the same person? No. Oh, no, he's totally different. I mean, you can see it in him trying to come up with arguments to defend Donald Trump. He's totally changed. Uh, I do think he's a better lawyer than he gets credit for, but I also don't think he's a very good lawyer. So it's (laughs) kind of messed up. Um, Is there anything to his argument, though, that he was tucking in his shirt? So I, like most people listening to this episode, haven't seen the new Borat, but it seems like he was just trying to stop it from riding up by tucking it directly around his penis. Mm, Yeah, yeah. Maybe he was trying to tie it down like a a boat on a dock. He didn't want it to float away. Is that what we're going to say? <laughs> it was It was, It was. was not good. The old dick mic trick, right? It's fine. <laughs> I got something for you to talk into. Oh, yeah. That, there you go. No, it's not a good look. There's no way around it for sure. There's no way around it, I think. I got to watch that this weekend. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, The debate was on last night. It was Donald Trump versus Joe Biden, and it was a very different kind of debate. Uh, One of the things that stood out to me, though, was the portion in the final half hour where they got to racism and the Black Lives Matter movement. Mm -hmm. And it turned into uh, Trump telling Biden he's a racist and then Biden telling Trump, no, you're a racist. And now I think the race for president of the United States is a race to figure out Who's the least racist? (laughs) You've said that black professional athletes exercising their First Amendment rights should be fired. What do you say to Americans who say that kind of language from a president is contributing to a climate of hate and racial strife? Because I am. I I am the least racist person. I can't even see the audience because it's so dark. But I don't care who's in the audience. I'm the least racist person in this room. Okay, Vice President Biden, let me ask you very quickly, and then I have a follow-up question for you. Abraham Lincoln here is one of the most racist presidents we've had in modern history. He pours fuel on every single racist fire, every single one. Started off his campaign coming down the escalator saying he's going to get rid of those Mexican rapists. He's banned Muslims because they're Muslims. He has moved around and made everything worse across the board. He says to the, about the poor boys, last time we were on stage here, he said, I told him to stand down and stand ready. Come on. 
This guy is a dog whistle about as big as a foghorn. Yeah. Even and, though it doesn't matter. Like, I mean, the debate doesn't matter. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't really know how many people watch it and are making up their minds based off of that. No, it, it, you're 100% right on that, Kat. I don't, I don't think you're really wavering any of the base. I don't think any Trump supporters watched that and thought, uh-oh, I don't know if I still stand by this dude, right? And the same goes the other way for Biden. Um, but I think that what that kind of performance does is it talks to the people in the middle. And when you watch that debate last night, I'll tell you right now, one of them looked presidential, and mm-hmm. it wasn't the president. Stop. Okay. I got completely a different take. Did you really? You know, what did you see? To, to me, Joe Biden just came off looking like a skeezy politician guy. He wouldn't answer questions on a lot of things, and he uh, he seems like he's really, really hiding something when it comes to his son and those business dealings. Well, I think to that point, I watched that, and I went, I don't care. Like the Hunter Biden stuff, like it's, it's, first of all, it's circumstantial and they like to cherry pick details out of everything. And that's just the way politics are. But I'm watching this. And I'm going, I really don't, I really don't care. Like about, <laughs> about like, honestly, I don't. It's, it's funny. It's, that's how I feel about like we scandal here in Canada too. There's certain yeah, things that get right? brought up no, in politics. You have to care about it. <laughs> yeah. See, and some people do and some people don't, but that's the best part about it is we all have our opinions on, I don't give a shit at the end of the day. Like, what are you doing for me right now? What are you doing for me right now? Well, that's, that's what it. I care about. Well, and this is, so this is the take that I got out of it. I thought Trump spent an awful lot of time attacking Biden as if Biden was the president. It really honestly felt as if he was the uh, Biden's the incumbent and Trump's the one trying to take him out of office. That's the approach. And that's what worked for him in 2016. Yeah, that's what got him elected the first time. He said it last night. I got into politics to to get rid of guys like you. But would you uh, would you call the last four years a success? Um, it depends what measure you want to go by. I, I don't think you could call their dealing measure? with the coronavirus a success by any means. Not at all. What about, okay, but coronavirus, and by the way, when I was watching the debate last night, I watched most of the coronavirus segment of it, if you will, and there were a couple points I actually didn't disagree with Donald Trump on. Well, tr- see, the problem is Trump also dodged left, right, and center. Sure, he did. Right? Sure, and, yeah. they both did. And yeah. the, other, the difference between 2016 and now is that Trump has a record that they, you know, he has to stand for. Whereas before, it's all talk, right? And it's, well, if I was in charge, I'd do this. Here's the other part that I had a hard time with last night is the, the amount of talk that come out of, comes out of Trump's mouth about, well, you know, when I'm reelected or if I'm reelected, here's what I'm going to do. It's like, well, what have you done for the last four years? Like, you keep talking like you're a guy who's going to come in and, and swoop in and change everything. You've been in power for four years. You've got to stop acting like everything else that happened before you um, or during your, your tenure also happened before you and you did nothing in the last four years. Right. That's, that's not a, a winning strategy, I think, in any way, shape or form. You can't deny how rock solid the U.S. economy was before the pandemic and is already shooting back to, though. Well, here's- if your concern is the economy, you, this isn't even a choice. You're voting Trump. Mm-hmm. So let me, let me ask you this, though, and as somebody who understands economics, uh, the economy doesn't fix itself overnight. No. Right? The economy, which was in shambles in 2008, uh, it took a long time to build that back up. When you yes. hand over something that's positive... You expect that it continues to stay positive. Yep. Um, so Trump, it's not like Trump was handed a mess, although he'll tell you he did uh, because it, it, it fits his narrative. But if you look at the numbers, and this is, this is not a, a choosing one side or the other, just look at the numbers. The numbers are real. The economy that he was handed was the best that the U.S. has had in forever. Right. And so for him to take a winning strategy, it's like, it's like if I joined the Raptors. Let's say I, got, I was a, a trade deadline p- uh, pickup, right? Um, and I'm a guy who's the last guy on the bench. And they win the championship, but I really only played about six minutes of garbage time the entire playoffs. 
and we win a championship, I can't expect to be called the MVP. You know, no, I, but I, you still get a ring. You're still on the team. You did your part. Yeah, I kept it out of the the, the ditch. That's basically it. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know that I deserve to be coach of the year or anything like that, though. I'm not you know, sure. Like, just be, from a perspective of cleaning up afterwards. So let's say vaccine comes in. Everyone's getting the vaccine this by this time next year. Okay, nobody's getting the vaccine. <laughs> Nobody. I know. But that's again so bullshit that he said. I know. I know. I know. Uh, but but let's say okay. So let's say coronavirus out of the picture and the economy is obviously shit. Who's going to be in the best spot? And I think a lot of Americans are trying to think of it this way, too. Who's in the best position to help fix that? Will it be your Joe Biden or will it be a Trump who does have business? Because people are just thinking business experience right now, I think. That's why I I do think Donald Trump might be reelected. Let me tell you. Government doesn't create jobs. Business creates jobs. And business people want lower taxes and less red tape. That's all they want is the government to stay out of their way and let them build a business. That's right in Trump's wheelhouse yeah. because he himself has been hindered by government red tape and high taxes over the years. So he likes to get rid of that shit. Joe Biden, I have a lot of confidence in when Barack Obama's the president and Joe's the vice president. Joe in charge scares the shit out of me. To be perfectly honest with you. But it's not uh, just solely Joe in charge. You know, there's always a team behind them. Well, Nancy Pelosi scares me even more. <laughs> and I have a feeling she's going to be like the running the marionette behind the curtain. Someone is. Well, I mean, look, I think that the way you break this down is stability and vol- volatility. Uh, I think one offers a calming voice of like, let's all calm down. There's a lot of people who get angry about things they don't understand. Right. Um, but it's, it's because they're told that they should be angry about it. Uh, and that goes... For both sides of things. I'm what you would consider uh, a middle road guy. I voted both liberal and conservative in my life. And, you know, if I were in the U.S., I would, I would probably support uh, Republican slash Democratic, whatever makes sense for me in that moment and where I am in my life. Mm-hmm. And what the promises are that come through, because that's the at the end of the day, you're supposed to hold your politicians to their word. If they say something. Not then- in Canada, though. Well, <laughs> only in America. Here we don't hold anybody to account. You're supposed to. And, and right. I think that we've kind of lost sight of that and we've turned it into a team sport where, you know, you'll take the take the U.S., for example, the Republicans doubled down and said, Trump's our guy, even though every single one of them came out on every news channel and every interview possible to denounce him before he became the 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 representative of the Republican Party when he was running in, in 2016. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's a it's an about face. That they take, but it's because they made it a team sport. And this insanity that you you believe every Republican idea one hundred percent of the way, or you believe every de- uh, Democratic one every side of the way, y- you can't. You can't do that. That's not reasonable. And because you've made this a team sport, we now have ourselves to blame for this because we sit there and we go to rallies and we cheer and you know we cheer the people on. Like you get this Republican argument of, wow, you know the liberal elites and the Hollywood elites. You just elected a reality show host as your president. Don't give me this crap about Hollywood and the liberal media and things like that. Hollywood was doing that a long time before Donald Trump. You fell for the snake oil salesman pitch. You need to think back. It's funny because people absolutely loathe Joe Biden or sorry, Donald Trump. They there are people in America that truly hate that man, Mm -hmm. hate him with a passion. The exact same thing. Was going on, what was it, 16 years ago, 12 years ago, when George W. Bush was on his way out of the White House. It was the exact same thing. People hated the man with a passion. His popularity was down in the 40s like Trump's is. Nobody 
loved George W. Bush, and it was a very unpopular opinion to support him. Now, he just needed to go away for a little while, and people like George W. Bush. He's quiet, doesn't bother anybody. Now, if George W. Bush walked up to you on the street, you'd probably shake his hand or ask him for a selfie. Twelve years ago, people were losing their shit. There was assassination rumors and all sorts of stuff because they hated the man. People will eventually forget Donald Trump. It's very heated right now because we're in a very political atmosphere. Donald Trump is going to recover from this perfectly. People will forget why they hated him. And it won't even take that long for it to happen. This is just all political right now. If he wasn't president of the United States, he could sit there in Trump Tower like he used to and just lob pot shots and people would think he's hilarious. Well, and that's it. I mean, you can be a Twitter comedian or you can be president and sorry, the job is not the same. You know, I mean, as a critic and as an analyst from the outside, it's not the same job. It's not the same job. And when you go in there, you have to change your job. And there's people who look up to the president. It's it's just the way it is. And if you turn it into this, this, um, this uh, turning him into an idol is not is not the right play. Uh, You can't do that. I mean, if you're going to look at somebody who's going to make a difference, you got to look at somebody who's got a little more solid footing. Uh, Somebody who is not out for themselves. Uh, I mean, the guy can't the guy cannot admit when he's wrong ever, 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 ever. And that's part of his strategy. But it's he's created this demigod kind of, uh, you know, surrounding mentality about himself that that people have bought into. And if you're a supporter, then you believe that he cannot do any wrong. Yeah, and, it, and that's unfortunate. It's amazing. So many millions of people, and these are their two options. Like, right. honestly. Oh, that's shocking to me. Like, doesn't it just make you go, what is happening? Come mm-hmm. on. Well, it's the two-party system that's just going to be lobs back and forth, back yeah. and forth, back and forth. We're going to be mad at one, and the... Um, uh, the opposition party is always the one that everyone rallies behind because they're the loud ones banging all the pots. Right. You know, yeah. uh, no matter who's in charge, the opposition is always going to be the one that's the loudest. And unfortunately, that's that's what it's turned into is that everyone kind of perks their ear because it's it's entertainment. We've turned politics into entertainment. Yeah. And, and that's, that's 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 a dangerous play. Two quick things here, and then we got to wrap it up. Uh, number one. Let's just get started. I mean, come on now. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, it's your fault for not showing up for three fucking weeks. Yeah, so sorry. Here we are. Uh, I'm going to read you a woman's McDonald's order. She's oh, from Toronto. She ordered this last week. You tell me what she got. She ordered through, I believe it was Skip the Dishes, maybe Uber Eats, a hamburger. No bun, no mustard. No onion, no pickles, no patty. What got delivered? Can you repeat it? No bun, no mustard, no onions, no pickles, no patty. Ketchup? She got ketchup. Ding, ding, ding. She got a McDonald's takeout container with just two packets of ketchup, and they charged her full price for it. (laughs) Yeah, you do. There's a story here, though. (laughs) She was hungover, and she was screwing around with her order, and she probably thought, oh, I don't want any carbs, so I'll just skip the bun on this burger, and oh, mustard, no, I don't like that, onions, no, I don't want to puke, no no pickles, uh-uh, I'm not in the mood, and you know what, hold the patty there, too. I don't, I don't no even know what's in the burger, so please don't include that either. <laughs> yeah, like, seriously, she paid full price for this burger, even though there was no burger, and I don't blame the people at McDonald's, they probably looked at this and thought, all right, we'll just give her what she asked well, for. Then. And I don't think there's an easy way when you're ordering through an app compared to, let's say, a drive-thru, right? You're going through a drive-thru. They can ask you, I'm sorry, so what do you exactly want? Because from based on what you're telling me, you want ketchup. Is that right? But on the app, it's not as easy to contact the person. So they probably took one look at it, said this person obviously screwed up or they're high or drunk or whatever. Screw them. Let's just All give the them above. what they asked for. And that's mm-hmm. what they asked for. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you then, Kat, how was the ketchup? The ketchup was so good. I love ketchup. <laughs> 
And breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Every Saturday, Cat gets her McDonald's and can't figure out why they keep just sending her ketchup. Yeah. Oh, here's Cat's order again. Put the, run this Cat's one through. Back. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I've ever actually been jealous until yesterday. Mm. Um, so I got a good little program going here. Uh, the squirrels will come right up to me and they'll take peanuts right out of my hand. And I got so into feeding these squirrels and treating them like they're a pet that I went out and bought the big jumbo bag of peanuts and everything. It's like I'm running a fucking circus over what, here. What, by the way, you've changed. Who are you even? It's, a, it's, it's doing amazing. a Costco run to take care of the squirrels. <laughs> Gotta wow. get some for, for nutty to squirrel. <laughs> okay, but they're cute as hell. And, and they were coming up to my back door and now they'll even come and knock on the window when they're hungry. And I think it's adorable. So I'll go and slide open the sliding glass door and I'll bend down with a peanut in my hand. They take it out of my hand. Everybody's happy. They get their nut. I got uh, a little bit of companionship for a few seconds and then they carry on over the fence to wherever it is that they go with all those nuts. So was it this moment, Kat, that you realized Scott has become an early elderly citizen? Pretty, I'm right. a little worried. That's why I brought Dave in, actually. We wanted to talk This is you. a bit of an intervention here. Yeah, <laughs> But it's cute when you can train the animals to take the food right into your hands. That's the whole reason petting zoos are in business, because people like to get close to nature. It's super cute, but you know you can't stop now, right? Because my mother-in-law had this problem. And it did become a problem because there were like about 50 squirrels in her backyard on the daily and she was trying to cut them off because she was about to move and she knew that the new owners probably wouldn't like a million squirrels in the backyard. And it was not, they became a little bit vicious. Yeah, like they're not, they did. they're tapping on your window now. Yeah. Just you wait. They'll throw rocks soon if you don't have those peanuts out. <laughs> One of the squirrels is going to take the fire hydrant and put it right through your glass window. <laughs> hey, I'm going to fix this before you move too, jerk. Um, well, I got yesterday, hot- yeah, I, go ahead. I was at the sink doing my dishes and I looked out. There goes a little squirrel across the fence, and I thought, ah, cool, he's going to come and grab another nut from me. He already had one, and I didn't give it to him. And I instinctively knew right then and there, I felt jealousy, like, who the hell is feeding my squirrels? How did you know they weren't your nuts, though? Like, you took a good look at them? No, but it was it was on the fence. But I could tell that I didn't give him that nut. He must have just got that nut. There's some other asshole on my street that's feeding the squirrels. Those are my squirrels. And you you saw that firsthand. That must have been hard for you to see that. Yeah, I mean, he had his... Uh, well, it's like I mean, lipstick on the collar? Kind of basically. Thing. You smell like someone else. <laughs> Why do you smell like a woman? And the squirrel comes back. <laughs> oh, my God. And I knew that it knew... I was watching because it looked over at me and then just booked it right down the street, down the fence. Sorry, the the squirrel street is the fence. Mm. Right <laughs> it down just the took boulevard. off. Like, oh, fuck, he doesn't see me. <laughs> <laughs> Peanuts in your mouth and it's not mine. What's going on? I'm going to give you a hot take, uh, and this may change your relationship with the squirrel. Um, take the fluffy tail off a squirrel, and it's not so cute anymore. As Sarah Jessica Parker. In Sex in the City once said, squirrels are just rats in a cuter outfit. That's it. That's it. They got a boa. That's it. That's yeah. the only difference. Yeah. They're adorable. No. Take this. I like feeding the squirrels. scratches your face off. Yeah, for not giving them enough nuts. <laughs> <laughs> what was wrong with my peanuts? Yeah. They got a good taste of someone Costco. else. <laughs> in bulk. These aren't even planters. Fuck you. <laughs> He's unsalted, asshole. Next thing you know, you're going to get a little note left at the door. Hey, listen, don't want to complain. Everything's really great. Love that you're helping us out. But 
any chance you can pick up some honey roasted. <laughs> we're getting a little tired of the sh- of the shelling and the, the mess that it makes. It looks like we're at a baseball game sitting behind a 70-year-old uh, who's got six bags of, pa- of peanuts and he's just ripping them <laughs> apart. And now they're all over my shoes. I'd love it if you just would consider a honey roasted, maybe even a barbecue once in a while. We like to live it up too. We're not. We're not jerks. We need some help. We've seen your bird feeder. You've got the cardinal eating all kinds, a mixed bag of variety. Like, come on, throw us a little something extra. We've seen hummingbirds in this yard. Come on. <laughs> maybe you should try that. Maybe maybe the problem really lies with you, Scott, yeah. and your variety. Maybe you got to switch it up a little bit. <sighs> and on that, we will say thank you for listening to this edition of After 9. Dave, thanks for coming by. I'll make it a little more regular, I promise. When is uh, this new countdown show that you're hosting on? If anybody wants to hear more of you on the FM radios. Ah, right. Yeah, it's the weekly Pop 20 countdown. You can hear it every Saturday and Sunday. It's on 91.5 The Beat and on Fresh 93.1 in Barrie and soon to be showing up in other places as well. We count down the biggest songs on the radio every week. Uh, next time you're in, I want to find out, uh, maybe we can do like a performance review in the podcast. Oh, since interesting. you're the boss. Oh. I kind of want to know what you think. Ooh, I interesting. Like that. Interesting. I like that. I like that because he has to look at me and do it. So maybe he'll go easy on me and then he'll go harder on you because he can't actually see you. <laughs> I don't know. I think someone thinks I'm a pushover. I'm kind of kind of feeling that right now. <laughs> yeah, I kind of noticed that too. That was a very passive aggressive thing to say. Yeah, that, yeah. I'm not leaving any nuts at the cat store anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great weekend, everybody.